Okay, so here we go with the very hard-hitting Books of the Year Q&A with our very special guest star, who is none other than Graham Norton. How are you doing, Graham? I'm very well, thank you very much. It's very nice. I like that cardigan that you've got, by the way. Well, I have it now, but uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's, I think it's very nice. Thank you very where, much. Where did you get it like from, it? by the way? Uh, this, is, I believe, is from Alexander McQueen. And Good, rather, really? And rather bravely, I've paired it with a spotty T-shirt. Do you see? Spot on spot. It's spot squared. Wow. <laughs> Pushing back those boundaries. It's bold. It's yeah. like plaid on plaid. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> which, is, which, is, uh, which is excellent. Which is very I'm nice. 55, <laughs> but I'm not dead. I'm not dead, everybody. It's quite tough to find a hard-hitting cardigan these days. <laughs> wow. Uh, okay, so the full interview with Graham you'll get in a couple of days' time. But anyway, here's a little taster uh, of the literary world of Graham Norton. Question number one, the last book, Graham, you really, really enjoyed? Uh, now, annoyingly, it's one of those books that aren't out yet. Anne Griffin, When All Is Said. And it's just gorgeous. It's about uh, an old Irish farmer at the end of his life and he's looking back and he's raising five toasts to the five people he loved and it's out in January and you'd be a fool to miss out on it. Wow, it's beautiful. okay, future. Uh, is there a book that you remember being read to you as a child? Isn't it all... Now, this is terrible because social services can't come around now, <laughs> but uh, I really don't. I, you're not the first, you're not the first to say that. I do friend. not remember my parents ever... I think they thought, lazy git, if you want to read a book, read it yourself. <laughs> You know, we're sending you to school. Uh, Pick it up. So I only remember uh, reading. Uh, And the first things I read, because my sister had them, were Enid Blyton books. And, you know, like so many people, you know, you've, you've enjoyed books. You think you've enjoyed books more since but, you know, you never stayed up with a torch reading Jane Austen. Uh, you know, so it it really, her books were extraordinary. Uh, the, the way you just, they were like a drug, you know, Blighton's books. Would you go Famous Five or Secret Seven? Ooh, uh, probably Secret Seven. Okay. Yeah. Uh, is there one that got away, a book that should have been massive but wasn't? Oddly, this summer I was at Durris Fate in County Cork and they have a very good bookstall. I think they actually, they weed out the, you know, the terrible books. And I found a book that maybe you guys know it. I've never heard of it called The Comedy Writer. And it's written by Peter Farrelly, who's one of the Farrelly brothers. You know, who oh, did, right. yeah, yeah, who did yeah. Dumb and Dumber. Uh-huh. It's terrific. Really? It's a really classic, modern, contemporary American novel. And I, I'm glad you'd never heard of it either. <laughs> because I just thought, am I the stupid one? <laughs> but it's really good. Terrific. Wh- whose books do you own the most of? That's uh, a good question. Um, I, 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 I own all of Mary Lawson's books. Okay. If you don't know Mary Lawson, get Mary Lawson. She's terrific. Uh, Crow Lake, The Other Side of the Bridge, uh, Road Ends. I feel like I'm missing one. But anyway, uh, the, she's wonderful. She's Canadian, but she lives in London. And it's about a novel every five, six years. And they are worth waiting for. They're beautiful. Uh your reading habits, Graham, where and when do you read the most? Like most people, the summer. But then, unlike most people, my summer's very long. Yes, you have a summer off. I do. <laughs> I go, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. I'll be back. Uh, when the clocks change, I'll be back. Uh, so I read an awful lot during the summer. And then during the year, you know what it's like. You Well, actually, you don't. You you have to read. You're reading <laughs> all, all the, the time. time. All the yes. time. Oh, joy. Way to ruin books. <laughs> Way to ruin books. Start a book podcast. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> But uh, happily, I still get to read for pleasure. And uh, so I, I kind of, you know, I have 
weeks when I get to read a lot and weeks when I don't get to read anything. Is it when you are reading, is there a method to your bookshelves? Do you sort of sort them by author, by genre, by colour, by... Oddly, we I just did this at home. I just uh, did a big weed out okay. of because uh, there were you know bookshelves were also full of videos and things. Like, uh, really? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I I haven't tidied for some time. <laughs> so this was an overdue spring clean. So uh, rearranged it all, and I you know all the books were there, and you know you're covered in dust. It's been a long day, and you think. I should, but I'm not gonna. <laughs> so those books just went back. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, oh, right. there's no rhyme or reason to how those books are put together. Uh, do you remember the first book you bought with your own money? Uh, I would say it, because it would probably be one of the William books, Richmond Crompton, I imagine. I imagine, because my sister didn't read them. So up until that point, I probably just got all her books. Uh, but those are the, the William books were the, probably the first ones I read by myself. This is the question we used to weed out all the shallow people like me, which is, is there a book that you've ever used to try to impress someone? I, I don't think really? so. Really? I don't think so. I remember it was a thing at drama school. You know, people used to carry around huge tomes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you just thought, well, you know, it's a bit like wearing a novelty tie, trying to <laughs> tell people you've got a personality. It's like you carry a big book to say I'm an intellectual. So I, I'm, I'm more of a, I would hide a book rather than carry it around. Oh, very good. Is there a book which you've read and you, you love the world so much that you would like to step inside of it? Where the, the, the world has been so enchanting and delightful that you wanted to be a part of that? Really? I mean, it's lovely spending time in kind of Jane Austen's little villages and da da da, but you wouldn't want to live there. No. Uh, I, I think I, I enjoy, vis- I can't think of a book that I wanted to live in. I enjoy visiting all the worlds, but you don't want to live in them. No. Too many uh, diseases. Yeah. Do, people, uh, do people have an answer to that? Do people say yes, they do? Well, sometimes they do, but uh, interesting. It, and we'll, we'll come on to this in a, <laughs> in a few days' time when you hear the rest of it. But I, d- I don't think I'd want to live in 1970s Ireland either. <laughs> no. And I did live there. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. Fair enough. And, and finally, and this is another one that speaks to the sort of darker side of, of people's natures. Is there a book that you wish you'd written? Be that professional jealousy, be that financial, <clears throat> whatever. Um, I'm one of the things that stopped me from writing a book for years were the first few pages of Daniel Martin by John Fowles, and the first few pages of that book are so good; they're just extraordinary. And I just thought, well, I will never. This, and this was years ago. This was when I was twenty years old or something. Uh, I remember reading that and thinking, well, I what's the point of writing something? Because it will never be as good as that. Happily, I've got over that now. And, uh, <laughs> I'm just churning them out. <laughs> tippy tappy, tippy tappy. Uh, you can hear Graham talking about his brand new book, which is called A Keeper, in our main big show, which is coming in a couple of days. <laughs> 